This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Right now is uh, the man known as the Mantis, one of the Black Caps greats, or was it the Young Guns, uh, and commentator extraordinaire as well, Jeremy Coney. How are you, sir? G'day. Not bad, thank you. That's good, mate. That's good. Yesterday we got the news. We have a new test captain. Uh, we'd had a whisper that Kane was going to step down. I fully expected Tom Latham uh, to get the nod, given he had done the job when Kane's been injured in the past. Uh, what was your expectation? Well, I, I, I got a bit of a surprise too about that. Um, I, I guess as far as Williamson is concerned, maybe the fact that he's been captain since about 2016 and he's been captain of all formats and he does go to the IPL and he was captaining there too, wasn't he? Um, but just maybe it's, it's just got a bit much for him. I don't know whether it's all the planning that they have to do nowadays and strategies and teams and selection and media commitments and sponsorships and, you know, maybe it's just got... He wants a break from it, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe he thinks uh, Ross Taylor, you know, handled that very effectively and just concentrated on his batting. Um, and he, he just wants a break. Yeah, I, as far as the Latham thing and the Saudi thing goes, I don't... I, I, I would have thought Latham, they were preparing him in terms of succession. I would say that Saudi's... Oh, he's obviously a very senior player and he's played under four captains probably since Vittori uh, himself. As a bowler, it's an interesting one. Um, it can be a little bit tricky at times to get that balance right between the number of overs you bowl and making game decisions as well. Sometimes when you're fatigued because you've just bowled your overs and so on, who's going to where are the field positions and so on. Um, but he's played a lot of matches. He's had 80, nearly 90 tests, I would say, and um, his self-knowledge should be you know, quite well developed in, in those terms. He will, I think, perhaps be a bit more aggressive than Kane has been around making decisions in games. He's been vice-captain for the 2019 World Cup. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I was a little bit surprised that Latham you know, wasn't, wasn't named. Um, I don't know what's happened there. It won't be for very long, I wouldn't have thought. It's only be a transitional phase because mm. he's getting to the stage he's 34 now. So uh, I can't see it more than a year or so, can you? No, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. Also, Jeremy, you'll have better understanding of this than I will. I mean, we've had some great fast bowlers in, in, in our time, you know, the likes of Shane Bond and Sir Richard Hadley and others, and none of them got the captaincy. In fact, I don't think we've had an official captain who's been a fast bowler since back in the 50s um, with Harry Cave. Why not bowlers? Well, he wasn't far. Harry, Harry wasn't a quick bowler. <laughs> he was more <laughs> of a kind of just uh, just above medium. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. A bowler is captain, yeah. That, that'd be probably right, unless we count Vittori, of course. Mm. But, but he's, again, a spinner. But, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... You t- you mentioned a few things there around fatigue, particularly like with Saudi and that. Is that why you think bowlers generally don't don't get the captaincy? Because I mean, I would have thought that paddles at some point would have been uh, you know a prime option for captain. 
Yeah, um, I, I think it is that the demands of bowling on the field. Um, and, I mean, in Pakistan, I, it is kind of, kind of winter there, so it won't be quite as hot as at other times for the tour. But, you know, you are putting in quite a lot of effort um, and just just trying to make those decisions, I think, and also about your, the fact that how long do I keep myself on and that issue of um, am I going to underbold, do, have I underbold myself? Mm. What, what's the right number of overs? Saudi, I think, has a personality and an instinct for wanting to be in the action, I think. That's an impression I've gained over the years watching him. He likes to put himself into the centre of action um, and respond that way to the game. Um, and, and if anything, he, he might have a tendency to overbowl himself to make sure I do the hard work, if you like, at the hard times. So those are tendencies that bowlers can have, whereas batsmen can sit, you know, can stand back from the game a bit more because they're not engaged in that way other than fielding. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a really interesting point. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you before we get on to the test squad, Jeremy, was has Kane Williamson retired or uh, from the, the right form of the game? Well, I mean, he hasn't retired from test, but he's, re, he's re, uh, relinquished the captaincy. Because for me, the test cricket plays right into his wheelhouse. If he was going to give anything away, I would have thought it was the T20s because that doesn't really seem to be his strength. I agree with you. Uh, I, I would have said of all the formats, Test cricket probably was his, you know, aligning his skills and personality. It fits with the longer format. Even as a captain where you can, you've got a little bit more time to mull things over to say, now this is what I'm going to do. Um, And you're working not way ahead of time, but perhaps half an hour. Uh, ahead of time so that you're thinking what's going to happen, who's going to bowl up at that end where's the breeze coming from are we going to attack this way and so on um, you always want to be a little bit ahead of time you don't want to be you know, someone slogs a bowler and then you take him off next over, do you know what I mean mm. you, you don't want to be reacting to what's going on from the opposition you want to be ahead of the game um, uh, I would have thought his you know, he's a, he's a good ODI player as well. And so I would have put those two as his, his favourite and favoured kind of uh, formats. Um, and, and, of course, as a, as a test cricketer, you, you want to play tests. Tests are the, are the challenge. Uh, and you hear quite often players say, don't they, it's the pinnacle. Um, and I would have thought of all the formats, this would be the one that he would like to have kept. But nevertheless, he's, he's made the decision. I don't know why he's then going to captain the two white ball formats. Maybe that there are World Cups coming up and they don't want to disturb that in any way. Um, I can't, I'm, but I'm speculating, to be honest. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, let, let's have a look at the, the test squad that's been named for uh, Pakistan. It's Tim Southey, uh, Michael Bracewell, Tom Blundell is the wicketkeeper, Devin Conway, Matt Henry, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Henry Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Glenn Phillips, Ish Sodi, Blair Tickner, Neil Wagner, Kane Williamson and Will Young. Of course, no Trent Bolt. He's unavailable for the tour. Kyle Jamison is still recovering from injury. So uh, that said, how do you think our bowling stocks look, Jeremy? 
Well, I think they're going to find it hard work, to be honest with you. You've got to, um, you know, I could play little games and, and sort of make it sound all right, but they're going to struggle, I think. Uh, it, it's interesting that we are getting a very good look uh, what it takes to be competitive in Pakistan with the England series currently being played out. Uh, and I've watched those games very closely. Uh, uh, and I, you would have to say that New Zealand are going to find it much harder to win over there. Um, we don't quite have the range of players that England can call upon, nor the style of the game. And I'm not saying we should ape the way England play. We, we, we don't do that, and neither should we. Um, but we don't, you know, England embrace... They attack the aspect of time. I mean, cricket is about the interplay of runs and wickets and time. Those are the three aspects of the game, the variables. And England attack the t- aspect of time. They, you do it through high-voltage batting. They get a high run rate per over. And Royal Pindi, 657 at six and a half runs and over in a test match. You, that's unheard of. In the second innings, they got 260-odd at 7.3 runs and over. Now, we are not going to do that. And because they can do that, they then earn themselves the right of plenty of time to bowl the opposition out. And, and it did take that time. I don't know whether you watched that, but mm. they only just got there in Royal Pindi. So we can't match those sort of run rates. Um, we will be lucky to get four runs and over, and I don't think we'll get that either. We will be more like threes. And so we, it takes a long time for us to get a, 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 you know, a stranglehold on the match. It's going to take us, instead of a day, which is all it took England, they were over 500 in a day, um, it's going to, that will take us two days nearly. And so you haven't got quite the time that you want to bowl people out. And I don't think, to be honest, the, the names that you read out there, which I think is a split of eight batsmen and seven bowlers. Um, I'm counting Blundell as, as a batsman. I mean, he batted at six playing against England at Lords and at Trent Bridge in the first two tests. Um, and so he is a batsman, and he did well and supported Mitchell, if you remember, over there a lot. Uh, and he's also got hundreds here in the Plunkett Shield already this season for Wellington. So he's a batsman. Um, and we are going over there for two tests. Now, to me, it doesn't make sense to pick eight batsmen. Uh, you can pick one extra one case of injury and you'd have seven, but why eight? Uh, I don't quite understand that. Mm. You're playing two test matches, you select the team for the first side, even if one of the batsmen fails in that first test match at Karachi, you're going to give them the second test as well, aren't you? You'd have to. To try and put it right. You want to invest a bit of confidence in the guy and so on to give him another game. You're not going to whip him out like that, are you? And, and say, no, you're gone, you're history. So I, I, that's not the New Zealand way of doing things. We have stability. It's been those kinds of, you know, things that have held this team together. So I don't understand that. 
Um, And are you going to play Blundell at six? What are you doing? I'm asking you that question. Or are you going to bat him at the wicketkeeper at seven? Because that then reduces the number of bowlers to four. I'm looking at what England did, and they had three spinners in that second test, right, if you include Joe Yeah, but they have Root as a spinner, don't they? Yeah. And he's a batsman. So that makes me wonder whether or not they see Michael Bracewell as somebody that can do that job. I mean, I don't think he turns the ball enough in those conditions to, to make a difference. Personally, I wouldn't play him, but the fact that he's there makes me think they probably will. Because he's taken, if you remember, Jeremy, when we went up and played India, uh, all the talk was about Ruchin Ravindra, investing in him as our seven, our, our spinning all-rounder, who whenever we went to the subcontinent, they were saying he was going to be the guy, but he seems to have disappeared off the scene. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a batsman who bowls, and, 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 and you know, Bracewell is a, still a very, he's only just starting his career uh, in test cricket. Um, he's more of a short format player at the moment, but they felt that he had the, the potential to play in test matches, and he did play that test match at Headingley, uh, and he did play at Trent Bridge. Um, so, look, I, I think, I mean, Sodi is the bolter in terms of, of bringing someone out of an area where he hasn't played much test cricket. Um, he averages, you know, nearly 50 with the ball in, t- in test cricket, um, which, which is quite high. Uh, and he's played about sort of 15 or 16 tests and over quite a long time. So he, he was more of the, the bolter for me. I know he played when they went to Pakistan, they went to uh, uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai in 2018. He played in that series, but that's the last series he's played. It looks as though, therefore, they've picked him. To me, in my mind, they're going to play him. Mm. Um, and you've got to realise... Pakistan t- pitches are low, uh, low bouncing pitches, and they don't turn what they don't break up. They're not like India, where you get t- pitches that actually start at a certain point and get worse and deteriorate throughout the five days, and in and Sri Lanka also. But you don't get them like that in Pakistan. In fact, the one they were playing at Multan, where we play our second test, where they played just recently, it got better as it got older. It was harder to get wickets in the fourth innings, and Pakistan scored the most runs in the fourth innings of the match to nearly win that game. So it's, it's not as if these are going to be ragging turners unless they t- Pakistan take the view that we're just New Zealand and we'll prepare just some turning pitches and we'll beat them. Mm, yeah. They might take that view. They might do. Um, they won't do that against England because England will smash them if that's the case. Um, so they're more cautious against England. Yeah. One last question for you, Jeremy, before we let you go, is that obviously England have Ben Stokes, who can bat five uh, and, and they get a lot of overs out of. He can be even first-change bowler. Um, do you see... Daryl Mitchell hasn't been bowling a lot in the white ball. Do you see him being able to p- play that Stokes role for us? Well, he won't be as good as Stokes, will he, at mm. that, in terms of bowling? But Stokes is quite a dangerous swing bowler. And he, he, he'll also have a crack at the short ball barrage as well, so the bounces. Mitchell is going to be entirely different than that. He could be quite useful, though. I would, I would certainly bowl him. Uh, he would be a man. See, the bowl is the way that we've got it. We've got Southie, 128 Ks, about the same pace as Anderson for England. 
You've got Wagner, 35, uh, going to 36. Uh, he has lost his pace as well a wee bit, still useful maybe and do a job. But those two are about the same pace now. Uh, you've got Henry, who's about 135 k's to 138, somewhere around there. And Tickner, I don't know quite so well. I've, I've, the only time I've seen him, he doesn't really move the ball much at all. And reverse swing is the key in Pakistan. Mm. Reverse swing. So it's, we haven't got anyone with the pace of Wood. You know, have you heard of Mark Wood, the guy yeah. who bowls quick for England? He, he's at sort of 145. And he, was, he got four wickets to, to win the game for England. We haven't got anybody like that. I don't know why we haven't worked with Ferguson so that he could bowl us maybe 15 overs a day. And, and then someone like Mitchell can bowl his extra five. Normally, you're, you're banking on 20 overs a day from a bowler, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think there's a role that Mitchell can play. He can bowl little skidders that just keep quite low and go into the pads. But then you need movement with it as well. And that's where the swing comes in or movement off the pitch if it gets a wee bit cracky and so on and deteriorates in that way. So I see him playing a bowling role certainly in, the, in this group. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I, I think we're, we're a bit the same, samey in terms of speed. And I think that either Bracewell is not... I don't think there's room in the team for, for three spinners. I really don't. Mm. Um, uh, so I don't think it's a, a particularly well-selected side. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting watching the whole thing. And, and luckily, I'm going to be watching it. You are. You, <laughs> so you, you'll, that's good. you'll be doing more than watching it. You're calling it for the uh, SENZ commentary team from Boxing Day alongside Daniel McCarty, Garth Galloway and Richard Petrie, oh, I see. I'm looking forward to that. What a That'll middle, be good. What a middle That'll order good. that is. So, it is, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Garth coming in from the southern end now, hair, no hair, <laughs> hairless Garth Galloway coming in. Uh, that is superb. <laughs> Jeremy, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Have a great Christmas. Take care of yourself. Thank you very yeah. much.